Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews cognitive behavioral expert and best-selling author Allison Roberts. They discuss her upcoming Behind the Power live event, as well as how to become the master of your own brain. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabrielle Mazar. And on today's episode, I have cognitive behavioral expert and best-selling author, Allison Roberts. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. So um, please explain what exactly a cognitive behavioral expert is and what you do. A cognitive behavioral expert actually helps people authentically change their mind um, because our brain works uh, in a system it's cognition and what that means is an outside circumstance happens and then we have thoughts about that circumstance and then those lead to feelings and then that leads to our action which gets us our result and the thing about it is that if we're not consciously making decisions that everything comes from our subconscious brain. And so I teach people how to go from their subconscious behavior to conscious behavior to change the results and actually get the life that they want to live. Okay. So what kind of, um, what kind of behavior are we talking about? Everything from weight loss to your relationship with money, um, to your relationships and love with family. Um, people think, well, gosh, Allison, you solve everything. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't really sound possible, but it's not the circumstance I'm solving. It's the brain function that I'm solving. So you can plug anything into the circumstance. And once you learn cognitive behavior, you can start to control your life in general. How, so how do, exactly does something like that work? So as far as like the cognitive behavior of something that you do, say you're in, you have a relationship with money. Everybody has a relationship with money, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, say you have um, like you're an overspender or or an excessive Amazon shopper, let's say. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let, let, I'm sure everybody has this problem right now. You know, we've all been stuck yeah. at home. <laughs> My neighbor gets Amazon packages every single day. I mean, she works from home. I think it's all for work, I think. But uh, but so, you know, let's say. Um, oh, gosh, Gabby, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. Hi. Hi. That's okay. I can cut it out. No problem. So. You're going to see President Biden in a minute and like. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We'll have them on too. Um, so yeah, so let's say, you know, you have a compulsion to buying shopping online. How would you approach something like that? So there's a reason that that's happening. Um, and usually it is so, okay. So your, your subconscious brain 
has three jobs. It's to keep you alive, to avoid pain, and to seek pleasure. So people who have a compulsion with shopping, they're usually seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. I mean, a new brand new coffee pot is not gonna save your life, but it is gonna bring you a lot of pleasure. And the shopping itself is avoiding pain. Uh-huh. So if that person was a, my client, um, they would have to face some pretty serious issues going on with them. Why are they in that kind of avoidance? Why are they self-sabotaging? Um, Cause it's not about the shopping. It's about the pleasure that the shopping is bringing them to cover up some pain that they have inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, tell me kind of some experiences of people that you have worked with, uh, some clients that you've worked with to create that behavioral change. Yeah. So I have a, a six month coaching program. I've had probably, I think 200 or more people come through it in the past, like two and a half years. So the, the three big stories that I have, um, So a woman started working with me. She was 150 pounds overweight. She would lose like 20 or 30 pounds and then gain the weight back. Plus some, I'm sure. Yeah, plus some. And then, you know, she would lose 40 and gain 60. She would lose 20 and gain 30. So she was just in this like seesaw. She had been on every diet. Her doctor, um, you know, her husband really didn't want her to have gastric bypass surgery. So she was trying to fix it. So when she started working with me, I was like, you know, we're not even going to talk about the weight. I want to talk about that. And she was like, yeah, but that's, that's what's going on with me. I was like, that's not what's going on with you. So, you know, the, the circumstance really with that particular thought model was just herself. And, you know, come to find out she hated herself. Um, And the reason that she hated herself is because her stepbrother started molesting her when she was in her childhood. And she actually enjoyed the attention um, and the relationship that they had, um, even though she was being, you know, being raped by, you know, this person who lived in her house that was 15 years older than she was. Um, so he was a man and she was a girl. Um, but she had all this shame and guilt about, you know, her relationship with him. And he ultimately ended up killing himself. And she blamed herself for that too. So I'm not a therapist. I just want to make that like really loud and clear. Um, so I asked her if she'd been in therapy. Um, she'd been in and out of therapy for a long time. She didn't want to go back to therapy. So um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to coach you through this. And so what we came to realize is that she was using food as a way to be invisible. And as crazy as it sounds, um, you would you think that someone who's large um, would feel very visible that she said, you know, no one looked at her. 
everyone would just turn away. They would glance at her, but then no one wanted to look at her. And so she was, in fact, getting the result that she wanted, which was no one was seeing her. Um, and she worked in a cubicle in a company where she was in the corner. No one saw her. She came, she went into work before everyone arrived. She left after everyone, you know, had already gone for the day. And so she really was living a very invisible life. Um, and when she came to understand um, that nothing that happened was her fault, absolutely none of it, um, then the weight started coming off because her relationship with food changed. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think that that is, it's very common, um, very common. Uh, not necessarily that specific situation, but absolutely the abuse, mm -hmm. um, the food, the obesity, and that using that as uh, a method of hiding and the the being overweight is not the the issue it's the result the issue is the the deep-seated what you know was the abuse the abuse the long-term abuse and and him taking his own life and all of those feelings of guilt that created this result in the long term and I, I think you're definitely right. And, and although I do absolutely believe in therapy, um, I think that it ha 100% has its place. I think that there are sometimes things that are out of our control that we need kind of that extra step or even, you know, uh, an extra push outside of therapy. You know, I being in the fitness industry, I 100% think that you need a coach to coach you in diet, a coach to coach you in exercise, a coach to have you do different types of exercise in different ways because everybody has a different process and a different step. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that it, it is, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because I think it is a lot more common than we actually see or believe. So, yeah. Um, you said you had two more stories. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, so I work with men too. Um, and uh, a recent story I have is, um, so this guy, he, uh, his whole entire career was in military and he was in a situation where he really believed that he couldn't get out of the job that he was in. He was in, he was in a military um, position, but as a civilian and he just believed he couldn't get out. He believed he couldn't go back to school to do the thing that he loved. And so um, through thought models, uh, we came to discover that, you know, his whole um, thing about, you know, having to be this like responsible person and having me help him understand that just because you go back to school full time doesn't mean that you're not responsible. Um, he had to change the whole relationship with, you know, how he was raised to, to be as a man. Cause you know, a lot of men are raised to like, they don't get to follow their dreams. They have to, you know, Providers. just, go, yeah, go make the money and make all the sacrifices, you know, 
miss your kid in the delivery room don't stay home after your kid is born they can't be house husbands you know all the things so he really had to change how he saw himself as a man and he did it and he's in school full-time now he, he left his job um you know and he has another source of income so that you know he's not being irresponsible but it's just it's amazing to watch him he's still my client it's amazing to watch him just light up and be this whole person yeah i think men are men are uh, i think raised with a lot of ego i think testosterone has a lot to do with that but i think uh, raised with a lot of ego uh to be the provider to be the man to be this strong person in a relationship in a family and it, it taking a step back and going back to school to change take a change in course i mean people change course many times in their life so it's, it's absolutely not 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 okay to change that in your life for sure yeah yeah that's really cool and it's good that you're still working with him too because I, I think you need that extra encouragement along the way absolutely exactly yeah so tell us about the last story so the last story um my client um had 11 abortions that's a lot of abortions. It is. It's a lot of abortions. Um, she was raped by five different men. Um, wow. Yeah. And pursued three of them. And three of those men um, received pretty extensive uh, jail sentences. Um, it's just kind of, it's a crazy it's like one of those things that you just wouldn't believe it um it, but you know and and she she was all prepared she was like i know you're not going to believe me because very few people do but i have the police reports and i have this and i have that so you know she uh was pregnant from three of those rapes and then she just turned extremely promiscuous which happens a lot of times when women are raped. Again, that's um, the that's the abuse, uh, you know that. And well, again, in cognition, what our brain, what our reptilian brain does is, our reptilian brain loves to throw action at our pain. And so, if we, you know, if we're raped, if we're having our reptilian brain believes that if we're having consensual sex. Um, with multiple people that that will cure that feeling that we have from being raped. Mm -hmm. And so she just became this, you know, um, in her words, wild woman of the West. Um, she lives out West. <laughs> and so she was just like, you know, I just became the wildest, the most promiscuous, like craziest, drunkest, highest, um, you know, sex thing that you can possibly imagine or wrap your brain around. Um, and so she had already gone kind of through all of that. I was, I was catching her like 20 years later. Um, and she came to me just 
marinated in shame and guilt. And um, she, you know, she finally got into a relationship. The man, um, it's a miracle that she's in a relationship with a good man. It's a, that, that in and of itself is a miracle because she had never really had any formalized, you know, therapy or anything. Um, but he is a very good man and he actually encouraged her to work with me, but they couldn't get pregnant. Her doctor told her, you know, that's not going to happen. You've you, you sabotaged your body. So she had to go through a lot of that. But what I helped her get to on the other side of the bridge is that, you know, um, just understanding that that was the function of her brain and that she basically had gone to sleep. Like her cognition was in a coma and she was living all in her painful reptilian brain that was just trying to avoid pain um, and seek pleasure to heal these deep, deep, deep internal wounds inside of her. And it helped, not that, you know, not that I was trying to help like curtail responsibility because we all have radical responsibility in the choices that we make. Sure. But to try to help her see like where those choices were coming from, you know, not from a place that she's a whore, not from a place that she's trash, not from a place of any of that stuff, but from a place of like a hurting human that whose heart was broken, you know, over and over again. So to I mean, watch in reality, it's no different than turning to food or turning to drugs yeah. or turning to alcohol. I mean, it's, it's, like you said, it's seeking pleasure or seeking to avoid pain. It's, it's really not, it's not any different. It's that addictive behavior to cover those feelings of pain and guilt and shame, even though it's not something that you did, you know, she didn't cause this nobody you know she didn't throw herself at a person i'm sure to cause them to rape her and unfortunately for women many 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 times women are not believed when they are raped and exactly. many many times they don't even go to the police because they are not believed and they are told they are a whore or what were you wearing or you know were you asking for it or you know i had i had a friend years ago who was raped and got pregnant and she uh, did get an abortion and it was awful she was devastated devastated because she did want to have kids and did want to have a family but after that decided that she never wanted that because she told him no and they forced you know he forced himself on her anyway didn't believe her and it was terrible and you know she never pressed charges nothing ever came of it she just kind of pushed it under the rug and it's like unfair it's unfair to her yeah. that that happened then and she's the one that's had to suffer with the choice of having to abort a child with the shame of being 
raped with the feelings of of that person forcing themselves on you and what it creates because you are the one that has to deal with that for the rest of your life not that person that forced that on you and and how people look at you and think about you as opposed to the person that did this to you well he why would he do that why would you know and so it is it's very difficult and i i don't i i i feel awful for anyone that that's ever had to go through any any of these situations because you never know you never ever know what someone is going through until you yourself have been in that situation you know yeah and you know the the thing about it too gabby is that people are she had never sought therapy because she was so terrified of being like you know, labeled a sex addict or labeled bipolar or labeled, you know, any of those things. And and she was like, I don't need a label right now. I need help. You know, um, I mean, she already, she already had enough labels on herself. Sure. Sure. And or or even that- confronting all of those things, like being told how screwed up you are or how messed up you are or what's wrong with you. I think people exactly. are, are very fearful of being told what I don't need to be told what's wrong with me. I know what's wrong with me. Yeah. 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 So uh, just to watch her freedom, you know, it, it was, it was really, it was really something, you know, um, she had a one particular um, session that we had where she just had this, incredible breakthrough um and basically kind of saying the same thing that you were saying right now it's just like you know um i instead of me going after him and punishing him you know or you know really the 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 rapist that she wanted to punish she never punished the 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 one that started like the whole thing it was a church situation where men just felt like they basically owned women and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I got, I have chills. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Instead of punishing them, she was punishing herself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That it breaks my heart. That breaks my heart, but that you could help those people, these people and help them to change their behavior and, get through what they're what they're dealing with and and treat the issue to change the behavior to get the result that they're looking for is is amazing um that's that's very very inspiring yeah um so tell me uh you're a best-selling author tell me a little bit about the books that you've written so it's called Behind the Power. Okay. Um, and it's a book collaboration with these other amazing women. And they uh, came out of hiding and are all in this book shared some pretty uh, intense situations that they've all been through and how they were able to overcome that with cognition. Uh, so they are kind of, you know, 
walking proof that we're not alone and that the work isn't impossible. Um, the book is really raw in some stories. Like, uh, you know, I, I should have, we should have on the cover here, like, you know, um, trigger, <laughs> trigger warning for some of these because it's, it can be pretty, pretty raw, but, um, but it's an amazing book and I'm, I'm just, I'm really proud of it. I'm so excited. Um, another thing is that all of these women, uh, plus Brad Yates, I don't know if you know who that is, but he is, uh, uh, an EFT specialist. Um, he is joining us at this event. Also, we are speaking live from stage in Atlanta, uh, next week, or sorry, next month, uh, to talk about the growth and the expansion and to teach people how to start to become the boss of their brain. You got to become the boss of your brain. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the name of this event and what are the dates? Um, it's behind the power and it's October 20th, 21st and 22nd. Um, we're keeping the in-person audience small. Okay. Is it, and it's only in person. It's in person and virtual. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you can get tickets to this event. How? Um, you can go to behind the power event.com behind the power event.com. Yep. Awesome. And you'll, so say again, what exactly, so it's a three day event and you'll be talking about behind the power. What exactly will you be discussing and how many, how many presenters are there? What exactly is yeah, so um, I'm, I'm I'm the main uh, teacher during the event. So I'll be talking about how um, our brain uses pain to keep us the same, um, because our brain actually hates change. This is why people have a really hard time accomplishing goals, especially if you've never done something before. Like if it's brand new, your brain has a really hard time getting on board with something that's brand new. So I'll be talking about that and how to begin to overcome that train that your brain is on uh, to get you to the next level. And then Brad Yates is going to be doing a lot of tapping. Um, it's, it's moving um, energy and, and again, teaching the cognitive brain to take over the subconscious brain. And then these 13 women are going to just be sharing um, parts of like behind the scenes journey. They're not going to be regurgitating their chapter, but they're going to be diving in a little bit deeper and sharing on an even a more personal level um, about what they've gone through and how they've overcome things. Um, and I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I've held, I haven't held a live event since 2019 because of uh, the pandemic. It's so been a long time. It's been a long time. It's yeah, been a long so, time for a lot of people. I, life is. Yeah, well, so I'm ready for us to just you know, um, I you know we're, we're being careful. We're you know we're checking um, a negative COVID test and um, you know vaccination cards and requiring masks and the whole thing. I mean, we are being really careful, but. We are ready to get back together again. Yeah, I think a lot of people are ready. I think we have to, we got to do some things um, 
For sure. I think uh, I, I host fitness vacations. Uh, it's I haven't done one since September of 2019. So I'm I'm finally getting back into it. So I'm going to be hosting one in November, a small one, real small, like eight Nine. people. So yeah, I you know, we gotta I miss people. <laughs> Yeah, how many I just, people? I'm just doing a small eight people uh, maximum. Oh, eight people. Okay. Yeah, real tiny. Uh, but I miss It's something, though. I It's miss something. the world. I miss traveling the world. I want to go around the world again someday, soon, soon. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so that event sounds fantastic. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you. Um, For people that don't know who Brad Yates, can you explain who Brad Yates is? Yes, so he uses um, tapping. Tapping is where we tap into our meridians. Our bodies um, hold trauma. Um, that's where, like, if you people are like, no, they don't, but it, our body really does hold trauma. Um, and so what Brad does is his technique of tapping helps people release the trauma that they're holding on to subconsciously so that people can begin to love themselves because that is where it's at. Like if you don't love yourself, it creates a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. yeah. Yeah. I've been following him for five years. Um, and I woke up one morning and was just like, you know what? I need Brad at this event. So I got in touch with him. I'd never met him before in my life. I got in touch with him and he, he was like, that's not your event. Sounds amazing. Uh, so he's going to be with us. I, I'm so excited. Very cool. Yeah. Tapping is a, it's a, it's a type of modality. So if you haven't heard of it, look it up. <laughs> you can, you can Google it. Google's everywhere. Uh, so how do you become the master of your own brain? You have to start realizing that thoughts are just sentences. They're just sentences and they only become super important to us when we add an emotion. So, you know, I could tell you right now, like, um, Gabby, guess what? Um, Santa Claus is going to come in your house tomorrow. Um, well, if you're Jewish or you're an adult and probably don't believe in Santa Claus anymore, um, then it's like, you're funny, Allison. That's so cute, you know, but so it's just a thought and it doesn't mean anything to you. But if you believe in Santa Claus and I say, Gabby, Santa Claus is going to come in your house tomorrow and you believe in him, you're going to be like, Oh my God, are you kidding? He's coming, he's coming into my house and you're going to get really, really excited about it. And it works the same if something makes you feel awful. You know, I can say, um, you know, so-and-so is really, really sick. And if you believe it, you're going to fall apart. And if you're like, I don't believe that, you know, I've, I've got to see that for myself. I'm not going to get upset until I believe it or until I see it, you know, then it's just a thought. It doesn't have any meaning to you. We believe we put so much in our thought process, so much in it. And we're just walking around. We're just subconsciously thinking like all of these thoughts. And the thing about it is that 
most of the thoughts that we think are not even our own thoughts. They're thoughts that our parents um, taught us, our teachers taught us, and politicians teach us, religious um, leaders, um, the Kardashians, um, television. Yeah, it's just like someone says something, if we love that person or we trust that person or we want to be that person, then it's like, that's true. And then it just becomes a thing. So to become the boss of your brain, first of all, you have to understand that thoughts are sentences. And secondly, you have to start being very a very curious person. Like, you know, why do I like spaghetti? I mean, do I even like spaghetti? Um, why do I eat it every single day? What's going on with me? Like, you just have to really start paying attention to your life because most of us don't pay any attention to our lives. We just wake up, we go through the motions, we go back to sleep, we wake up, we go through the motions. We're all about our outside circumstances. We're all about the COVID numbers and Afghanistan and, you know, the rape laws in Texas and, you know, President Biden and all the things. Instead of just minding our own business and tending to our own garden and and really paying attention to the person that we are instead of this robot. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think that that is, that is great food for thought and absolutely a wonderful sentiment for people to listen to. I mean, we don't tend to our own gardens anymore. We're so fired up about absolutely everything around us that we don't sit back and look at what's going on inside us anymore. I mean, you you just look at the comments on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, or watching the news and everything is so charged when really it's, I mean, just look at these three stories that you told today. Everything that people are saying all comes back to the experiences that people are having in their own lives. It has nothing to do with what's going around in the world. It's all about the experiences that you've had. So your emotions, your feelings, and whatever is happening is all about you and your experience. And I think we forget that. I think that we forget that how we were raised and what we were taught and and where we were raised and what we're told in school or by our teachers or what we see every single day is how we react. And, you know, we definitely are, are completely biased to what we want to see and want to hear as well. So yeah. taking a step back and working on ourselves and listening to ourselves can absolutely help you to have a different and better mental space and maybe even react differently or maybe not react at all to some of those things that really are not important or don't really even affect us at all in our daily lives. Well, and and self-work makes us first responders to ourselves. Yeah. You know, not reactors, but actual responders. Right. You know, and some people that are close to me are like, "Wow, so you know, you can be really cold." And I'm like, "I'm not being cold. I'm being neutral." There's a big difference between 
the two things. And listen, I have lots of passion <laughs> about a lot of things. Most of the things I have passion for are actually things I can do something about. You know, the things that I can't do one thing about, um, I'm going to have an opinion about it and I'm going to have thoughts and feelings about it, but I'm not wasting my time on it. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a waste of time. It is. And energy. Absolutely. Because you can't, you should not waste time on things that you cannot change. Right. Right. It's a short prayer, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I, this was wonderful. Um, your event again is October 20th through the 22nd. It is live and virtual. Um, to get tickets to that, you can go to tell me the website again, behind the power Okay. And to find you, um, your website is Allison Roberts.com. A L L Y S O N roberts.com so you can find out more information on her and also her book you can get your book on amazon as well or just yeah yep so on amazon and also on your website yeah yep uh so if you're interested in that i will also have all of that information in my show notes as well um so thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh i think this was very inspirational and i really do appreciate you coming on today so thank you so much Thank you so much, Gabby. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.